Chapter 5 of Winky the Wily Woodchuck Her Many Adventures. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Speakeasy B. Winky the Wily Woodchuck Her Many Adventures by Richard Barnum. Chapter 5 Winky Meets Dawn. Tired by their hard work in making their way out of their burrow and weary with the journey to the woods, Winky, Blinky, and Blunt slept rather late the next morning. Father and Mother Woodchuck were up and astir early, however, wrestling around among the dried leaves. How do you like it here, Mrs. Woodchuck? asked her husband in a whisper, for he did not want to awaken the children. Oh, of course, answered his wife. It isn't as nice as the burrow we had to leave, but it will do very well for the summer. I think it will be very pleasant. If you think it will be safe. It will be safe enough, declared Mr. Woodchuck. We can hide in the leaves and hollow logs if danger comes, and we are not far from the clover field. Besides, there is plenty of bark here to gnaw. Yes, plenty of bark, agreed Mrs. Woodchuck, looking around at the trees through which the morning sun was just beginning to shine. Woodchucks sometimes eat bark, you know, as well as clover. Yes. There is plenty of bark, said Winky's mother again, and I had rather eat the bark of a tree than listen to the bark of a dog, she added, smiling as she made this little joke. Mr. Woodchuck smiled too, that is, as much as woodchucks ever smile, and he felt happy. When his wife made little jokes this way, he knew that she too was happy. Really, you could hardly have blamed the woodchucks for being unhappy when they had to get out of their underground house in the way they did. Yes, I think we shall like it here in the woods, proceeded the woodchuck lady. But of course, it would never do for the winter. Oh my no, agreed her husband. When winter comes, we'll dig ourselves a new burrow. Just then, Winky awakened and cried out in some fear. Oh, where am I? Hush, Winky, you're all right, her mother called. We're in our new home in the woods. You'll like it here very much. Oh, murmured the wily woodchuck girl. I was dreaming, Mother, that I was playing tag with Blunt, and he tickled me. Well, these leaves are tickling me, cried Brother Blunt, who was just then awakened. They all laughed at this and at Winky's dream, and after they had washed themselves, they were ready for breakfast. I don't mean to say that woodchucks went to the bathroom and washed their faces and paws, or took a bath as you do when you get up in the morning, at least as you wash your face and hands, or take a bath. 
but I am sure you have all seen a cat wash its face, and though the woodchucks did not cleanse themselves in this way, they made their ruffled fur smooth and sleek before they ate their breakfast. After a few nibbles at the bark of some trees, which they liked very much, the woodchucks went over to the edge of the woods near the clover field. There they ate some green leaves and red blossoms. All at once they saw a flash of fire and a puff of smoke, and they heard the rumbling sound, which had so frightened them before. Look out, cried Mr. Woodchuck. But there was no danger to the woodchucks now, even though Farmer Toddle was again blasting stumps and rocks in his field, the woodchucks, however, were afraid, and back towards the woods they ran, and as they did not keep together, but scattered, it happened that after the first frightening rush, Winky found herself running along alone. It was the first time Winky had ever been in the woods, and the first time she had ever been anywhere alone. Always, except perhaps when very near the burrow, she had been with her brother, or sister, or father, or mother. Now, as she ran along, she looked on either side. She peered among the trees and under the bushes and saw no one. No Blinky, no Blunt, no father, no mother. Oh, where are you? cried Winky, in woodchuck language, of course. Where are you all? So frightened were the other woodchucks that they had scurried here and there, one running this way and the other that way, until they were widely separated. Neither Blinky nor Blunt, father nor mother, was within the sound of Winky's voice. Oh, what is going to happen to me? cried poor Winky. What is going to happen? If she had been a real little girl instead of an animal one, Winky might have cried, for she was lost for the first time in her life, and away from her father, mother, brother, and sister. I believe almost any of you little girls, and probably a good many of the boys, would have cried. But... Winky was a brave little woodchuck girl, and she was also wily, which, as I've told you, means smart and cunning. No, I'm not going to cry, said Winky to herself. If I cry and make blubbering noises, some of the farmer's dogs may hear me and chase me. Or maybe a fox will hear me. I'm going to keep still and see if I can't find Blinky and the others. So saying, Winky came to a stop in the middle of her mad, frightened rush among the dried leaves. She became very quiet, listened, and looked about her. At 
first she could hear nothing but the beating of her own little frightened heart and the whispering of the wind among the trees. This last sound came to Winky's ears as rather friendly. She was beginning to like it in the woods. Perhaps nothing will harm me here, she said to herself, and I may have adventures such as father and mother have told me about having when they were younger. Thinking thus made Winky feel better. She was not so frightened, though she no longer ran on as fast as when she heard the distant blast set off by Farmer Toddle. She still kept running. For, she said to herself, I want to find my father and mother if I can. So Winky's wanderings were all done towards the end of finding her family again, and the adventures came in between, so to speak. After her run, Winky began to feel a bit thirsty, as most wild animals do when they journey fast through the woods or fields. The wily little woodchuck looked about for some water to drink. Winky could smell water as you smell cookies baking in your mother's oven. And it did not take the groundhog girl long to reach a little stream. She was thirstily drinking when all of a sudden she heard a noise. She stopped drinking and looked across the little brook. There she saw, sitting on the opposite bank, a brown animal, not very much different from herself, except as to the tail. This animal had a broad, flat tail marked in scales, like those of a fish. While the tail of Winky was round and covered with fur, and as she looked, somehow or other, Winky did not feel that this strange animal would harm her. Who are you? asked Winky. I'm Toto, was the answer. You aren't a woodchuck, I know, said Winky. Are you a muskrat? No, but I can swim underwater, answered Toto. I am the bustling beaver, if you please. And who are you? Oh, I am Winky, the wily woodchuck, and I am lost came the answer. Why do they call you a bustling beaver? Have you seen my family? My, you are very fond of asking questions, laughed Toto. But I will do my best to answer you. I am a beaver because I was born a beaver. That's all I can tell you about that. But the reason I am called bustling is because I am such a fast worker. I bustle about digging canals, making dams, cutting down trees, and all such work as that. And I'll soon have to run along and help build a new dam we beavers are putting across the brook. What's a dam? asked Winky. There you go again, asking more questions. 
laughed Toto. Well, a dam is a lot of sticks, stones, and grass piled across a stream to make it stop running away. Then the water makes a big pond back of the dam, and in that pond of deep water, we beavers build our homes. With our teeth, we gnaw down big trees so they will fall across the brook to help in making the dam. My, I should say you were bustling, exclaimed Winky. But in all your bustling about, have you seen Blinky, Blunt, or my father or mother? More questions, laughed Toto the beaver. No, he answered, after taking another drink of water from the brook. I haven't seen them, I am sorry to say. Are they lost? Then Winky told of the blasting, how the woodchuck family had been shut up in the burrow, how she had found a way out, and how they had all separated, much frightened, when the big noise came again that morning. You certainly have had a lot of trouble, agreed Toto. I wish I could help you, but I must now bustle back to my work. We beavers are very busy animals. However, if I see any of your family, I'll tell them where to find you. Please do, begged Winky, as Toto hastened along. The beaver waddled off a little way, moving in a queer fashion, for beavers are rather awkward on land, though very swift in swimming. Then Toto came to a stop. He turned and looked at Winky. I say, asked Toto, were you ever in a book, Winky? A book? No, I never was in a book answered Winky. What is a book? I've been in one, went on Toto. I haven't the time to tell you about it now. Maybe I will some other day. Goodbye, Winky. I'm glad I met you. Goodbye, echoed the wily woodchuck. She felt a bit lonesome when Toto was gone. I wonder what a book is murmured Winky, as she walked along after she had lapped up all the water she wanted. Toto said, book. I wish I knew what a book is. And she spoke out loud this time. A book? <laughs> I can tell you what a book is, suddenly exclaimed another voice. Come over here and I'll tell you all about a book. I've been put in one. Winky looked through the trees, and what she saw made her heart beat faster than it ever had before. Oh, it's a dog, she gasped. One of the farmer's big dogs. Oh, this is the end for me. Oh, I must run. Away leaped Winky. The dog ran after her, barking and shouting. Don't run away. Don't be afraid. I'm only Don. I'm 
Dawn, the runaway dog. But I don't run away anymore, and I won't hurt you. Wait, I want to tell you what a book is. End of chapter 5. Recording by Speakeasy Bee.